Our summaries this week contain two cases on appellate practice from the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In Burns v. State, 2022, ARC App 238, the Arkansas Supreme Court affirmed and ruled that it cannot consider a petition for post-conviction relief alleging inadequate legal counsel because petitioner had been released. Judge Vaught wrote, On May 6, 2019, a Little River County jury convicted the appellant, George Burns, of two counts of felony sexual assault in the fourth degree and sentenced him to an aggregate term of 12 years imprisonment in the Arkansas Department of Correction. We affirmed the convictions and sentences in Burns v. State, 2020, ARCAP 207. Burns subsequently filed a timely petition for post-conviction relief pursuant to Arkansas Rule of Criminal Procedure 37, alleging ineffective assistance of counsel. The circuit court found that an error in the jury instructions warranted reducing Burns' felony convictions to misdemeanors and, applying credit for time served, ordered Burns' release from custody. The circuit court denied relief, however, on Burns' additional claim that his trial counsel was ineffective for failing to preserve a constitutional argument for appellate review. Burns now appeals the circuit court's order. We dismiss the appeal because Burns' release from custody renders, renders his remaining ineffective assistance of counsel claim moot. End of quote. The opinion noted that if this was in federal court, there could be a different result. Quote, we must first determine whether Burns' ineffective assistance of counsel claim is rendered moot by his release from the Arkansas Department of Correction. Burns contends that Supreme Court precedent limiting Rule 37 relief to petitioners in fiscal custody should be abandoned in favor of the approach taken in federal post-conviction cases. That is, persons released from incarceration may continue to pursue relief as long as they meet two requirements. One, they were still in custody, as he was, when the petition was filed, and two, they stand to suffer specific collateral consequences of their convictions after their release. Burns asserts that he was in custody when he filed his petition, and his continuing obligation to register as a sex offender is a collateral consequence that warrants hearing his appeal. While this indeed appears to be a novel question in Arkansas, we believe it is squarely settled by Supreme Court precedent that limits Rule 37 relief to petitioners who are in custody under sentence of a circuit court. Accordingly, we dismiss Burns' appeal as moot. End of quote. End of decision. In Eldridge v. Waugh, 2022, ARC App 241, the Arkansas Court of Appeals dismissed an appeal without prejudice because of lack of a final order in a complex case arising from a 1992 tractor-trailer accident and a $3 million consent judgment. The appeal in this case was based upon a provision of the appellate rules, but there was still a requirement of showing finality, Judge Murphy reasoned. This is an appeal from an order granting a motion for a new trial and motion to vacate, alter, and amend judgment. The judgment vacated was the Circuit Court's May 24, 2019 grant of summary judgment in favor of the appellants, Ruby and Sandra Eldridge, collectively referred to as the Eldridges. The Eldridges maintain on appeal that the Circuit Court erred by granting appellee Jerry Waugh's motion for a new trial and setting aside the order granting summary judgment. Waugh cross-appeals, 
arguing that summary judgment was improper and the complaint should have been dismissed for various jurisdictional reasons as well as failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. However, we do not reach the merits herein, but instead dismiss the appeal and cross-appeal without prejudice for lack of a final order. Here, the Eldridges appeal the Circuit Court's grant of a new trial pursuant to Rule 2A.3 of the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil. Rule 2A.3 provides that an appeal may be taken from an order that grants or refuses a new trial. However, the mere fact that our appellate rules authorize an appeal from an order granting or refusing a new trial does not mean that an appellant can appeal from an order that otherwise lacks finality. To support their argument in favor of finality, the Eldridges contend that the Circuit Court set aside the May 24, 2019 order and judgment only in the context of granting a motion for new trial. We disagree. While the order on appeal granted both of Waugh's motions simultaneously, the Circuit Court focused almost exclusively on the reasons why its prior summary judgment order was erroneous and must be set aside. Accordingly, even if this court reversed the circuit court's grant of a new trial, we are still left with an order setting aside summary judgment for the plethora of reasons that the circuit court went to great lengths to explain. End of quote. The opinion added that this case has never fully adjudicated the claim or was personal liability in the piercing of the corporate veil of the trucking company. It is therefore not subject to appeal at this time, despite the order in this case. End of decision.